This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. This is Bro reminding you that the coolest people are on Paul Bunyan Country and Kevin Jackson, too. Hey, it's time to check in with Chuck Hazzy of Leisure Outdoor Adventures. Chuck, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me, Kev. Hey, absolutely. Oh, we'll get into the fishing and hunting stuff, but we have to celebrate the fact that the Twins actually did win a series this year in the postseason. I know. Do we do we consider that a successful season? I, you know, based on everything going back to 2002, yeah, I would consider that a successful season. I think. I think. I think I would too, and I and I have to admit the the reason they they lost uh, against the Astros, and I hate to admit this, is because I went to Game Three and Game Four. Oh, oh, oh my! Okay, well I'll tell you what I'll put the blame on you for Game Three, but our own Scott <laughs> Williams was at Game Four, so he can take the blame for that one. <laughs> wow! Yeah, I don't know. I'm cur- I'm cursed with Minnesota sporting events. Whenever I go to the game, it never ends well. Uh, Vikings, Wild, Twins. I like to go to the games, but sometimes I kind of feel guilty while I'm driving there. Sure. Almost like it's, I, I know what's going to happen. Right, right. Well, that's, uh, yeah, I know, uh, but that's, that's me and a Minnesota sports fan, really. I mean, I think pretty much every Minnesota sports fan has been to a disappointing end at some point in person. Yep. <laughs> we're, per- we're pretty numb to it now. <laughs> we kind of are. Um, <laughs> they do have to learn to not strike out 14 times a game, though. Yeah, that, that as, a, as a former baseball player, and I mean, that, it bothers me, and I, and I get it what their motto is, you know, exit velocity and hard hit ball rate and all that. And maybe it works, maybe it doesn't, but man, when you strike out that many times and, and striking out looking, you know, to end a couple of those games that it drives me nuts. Yeah. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. I mean, that's not supposed to happen at the major league level. No. Uh, well, then, uh, then of course, we had the uh, championship series, and Houston got beat, which I'm, I'm not at all heartbroken about, but n- nobody can win a home game in the American League championship series. That's weird. Isn't that crazy? It is. I, I, I'm happy because that means the Rangers won. So Right, right. I am as well. I mean, I, I think unless you live in, in Houston, <laughs> I think pretty much the entire nation would have been rooting for the Rangers. Yes. Um, and, and the Diamondbacks and Phillies series, I mean, that's – some pretty good October baseball. It is. It's it's been a it's been a pretty good postseason for sure. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited about the Twins going forward. I make some. They got to make some moves. They got to make a long term decision on Buxton. You know, but uh, yep. they got to get guys who will make contact. You know, that's right. the bottom line to me. Yep, I agree. And the Vikings had a nice win last night, so that was cool. That was that was unexpected. <laughs> yes. I don't think anyone saw that coming. No, I, I should, the only reason I saw it coming is I said, you know, usually when I write the Vikings off, they'll, they'll come up and do something great against a really good team and then suck me in a while. And that's exactly what they did. So, Right. Yeah, that was, that was, and now it's, you know, I was almost on board with let's, let's lose every game after the first couple of weeks. And now, <laughs> yeah. now I'm kind of in between. I don't know which, which way we go with it now. Okay. All right. Well, I, I, I think they're going to keep trying because they're in a division that's, I mean, I know Detroit's improved, but they're not 
world beaters, it's a very winnable division even at this point. So I I don't think they're going to sell. And yeah, I don't think, and uh, now tank. Well, even at this point now with with three wins, I mean, realistically, where are they going to end up in the draft? And now you're talking having to give up a bunch of future draft capital to to move up and get one of those quarterbacks. So. It, who knows? Maybe they'll sign Kirk Cousins to an extension. <laughs> That's going to make half the population really <laughs> angry, and half the population will be re- too giddy about it. No, but yeah, it was a fun. It was a fun game last night. Of course, the Wild are just getting started, and uh, you know, I think they got another year or two. They got to be hampered with those contracts, but I think long term, right. this franchise is definitely moving in the right direction. I agree. So. Yeah, they, we got Wild tonight. Timberwolves tomorrow. Yeah. I don't know. I'm 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 kind of a Timberwolves fan. I mean, I at least I, I'm more of a bandwagon Timberwolves fan, but at least it gives us something, another sporting event to look forward to. You know, people are some of the people that I that I trust are saying the Wolves are going to be really good. I'm I'm not convinced, but I, I they're definitely going to be you know interesting to watch. I think for sure. So yeah, it sounds like the, you know maybe a little better than last year. Um, I, I guess I don't I don't know enough about them to know you know, make a prediction or anything, but uh, it sounds about like, you know, they should they should finish about where they did last year, maybe a little better. Yeah. Well, I suppose we should talk some outdoor stuff. Uh, you just told me uh, you've wrapped it up uh, as far as uh, soft water guiding for the year, huh? Yeah, we had a we had a really good fall here on, on Leech Lake and and Cass Lake. The, the bite was, uh, after a couple tough months, I mean, I'm not going to lie, it was a little bit tougher year on Leech I think for most, you know, anglers overall, uh, the the bite really turned on here the last the last couple weeks, and uh, things kind of went back to to normal fall fishing. Just a, a jig and a minnow, and you could catch them drifting. You know, you could you could catch them, you know, casting reaction baits. Um, but we just did a lot of drifting with a with a jig and a minnow kind of not pay attention to the electronics other than to make sure you're in the right area and uh, we had some some good weather we had more good weather days than bad weather days this this late season so it was it was an enjoyable fall fishing how was it let's just take an overall 10,000 foot view of fishing this uh, spring summer and fall on leech overall what kind of grade would you give it you know, honestly, just just from talking to other anglers, resort owners, um, local businesses in town, it was down. It, I would say overall, it was down a little bit this year. The, the fish were a little tougher to catch, um, and I'm not sure if that's specifically because of numbers, because of the abundance of bait, or the increase in fishing pressure, but. You know, if I had to give it an overall grade compared to years past, a C plus, B minus, I guess. Okay. You know, so if, th- I, if I had to put an actual grade on it. Wow, that's, that is a little low for, for Leach, I would say. Yeah, and we're, we're just, we're, we're another year into the zebra mussels. You know, the, the water is, is getting clearer and clearer each year, which makes the fish a little more spooky, if you will. Um so, like I said, I, I don't know if it's, I don't think it's necessarily a fish numbers thing. I think it was a, a combination of a, abundance of bait and the water clearing up. And we did not have a lot of wind this summer is the other thing, like typical years past. It it seemed like it would, it would blow for a day or two. And then we had lots of just flat, calm days 
uh, out on the lake, which when you pair, you know, zebra mussels with flat, calm, and sunny, it's usually not a real great recipe. Right. Well, you know, it, it seems a little stunning that uh, a lake the size of Leech can can be affected that much by zebra mussels. But if you know, if you look at it from this perspective, uh, many, many, many years ago, Lake Erie was one of the most polluted lakes in in the world, and zebra right. mussels themselves. I mean, think of the volume of water that they cleared yep. up, turned it in. I mean, for, yep. in that case, it turned it into a great wildlife factory. But they can do amazing things. Those little critters. It is amazing. Yeah, it's it's when you look at 115,000 acres, you know, a couple of years ago, we were still kind of divided as far as, you know, we had zebra mussels in a couple different bays, and some of the bays didn't have them yet. Some of them, they were just figuring, you know, they were just kind of starting to enter, and now, I mean, we, we see them pretty much everywhere across the lake now. I think if you and I think if you're looking for you know a silver lining so to speak, I mean take a look at Winnie and take a look at Cass. Those were lakes that were that have also been drastically affected by zebra mussels, and we found out it was just a matter of figuring out the new haunts for the fish. Cass had a phenomenal right. year this year. Winnie's had phenomenal years. The numbers are there. It's just we got to figure out where they're at now. Right, you're you're absolutely right. And when you know if you were to compare all three. And this is diving pretty deep into it, but Leech Lake is a shallow lake other than, um, you know, the, the deeper parts of Walker Bay. But most of what we fish or what the fish are using on Leech Lake are, say, 12 feet of water or less. Now, the difference on Cass Lake or, or Winnie, the fish seem to use that, say, 15 to 25 feet of water column um, more because there's deeper structure on those lakes. So they're a little bit easier to target, I guess I would say. You know, if, if you were to compare trying to catch a walleye on a bright, sunny day in 25 feet of water versus 10 feet of water, um, you know, you can kind of see the difference there. That depth kind of breaks up the, the daylight penetration. And I think that's what's helped Winnie and, uh, and Cass Lake in general. Right. Well, um, so so you had a great fall, and obviously, I know you like you get out there and do a little uh, a little hard water fishing too. Are you expecting it to be a pretty good winter? Well, it depends on the snow. Be, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with our with our rental operation, you know, we're we're hoping to have a good ice season. Um, they say it could be maybe a little more mild and a little less snow, which I would be okay with, just as long as we have enough to have safe ice and you can still get out and uh, get some ice fishing done um you know we don't we don't have to have 40 inches of ice i'm just fine with you know 18 inches it's a lot less work for me when i have to drill through it right <laughs> yeah i guess that's true uh well it is hunting season and and uh, of course um we had uh, kids youth hunting this past week and i know that's something you and and your kids get involved in every year yep yep we've done it the last few years and they're a little older now. They've they've all shot deer before, so they're becoming a a little more picky in what they want to shoot, which I'm not real happy with because I like to eat them. <laughs> but uh, we and with it being so nice, we actually we we did a little bit of sitting in the deer stand. Uh, we did a little bit of grouse hunting. My my oldest boy spent a couple mornings duck hunting. So you you've got all of that plus the the fishing is good. I mean, what more can a guy ask for right now? Oh, absolutely. And, and did you guys do it all then? 
We do it all. Yep. We, we did a little bit of everything. Wow. Um, so what do, I mean, what's their favorite thing to hunt for? Well, if you're asking my oldest son, he pretty much lives and breathes waterfall hunting. So that's what he likes to do. Um, we're kind of in a little wall right here right now. We, we had a few ducks around maybe 10 days ago, 14 days ago. And now that the weather's stabilized a little bit, they've kind of pulled out. So we're waiting for that next maybe push of divers that comes through. And a lot of times that's, that's right kind of lines up with, with rifle opener. So right. that'll be a debate on whether we deer hunt or, or duck hunt. Um, but, but Charlie, my, my stepdaughter, she loves to hunt deer. So that's what, that's what she's been doing. If, if I told her we were going to sit in this stand for three days and on the third day, at the end of the day, we were going to see a deer, she'd sit there and not say a word until that deer showed up. Wow. That's disappointing. I don't have the patience for doing that, but she does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, for, for a lot of people, um, the fishing aspect, I mean, there's, there's a better chance you're going to see more than one or two and, and, you know, you, you get to catch a lot more and they prefer that to just that one deer. Right. Correct. Yes. Yep. Yeah. It all comes down to patience level. I think <laughs> Absolutely. I, I like to set my fantasy football roster when I'm in the deer stand and check in with, you know, people I haven't talked to in a while and, you know, a little bit on my phone, a little bit, just kind of sit there and take it all in and, and enjoy the quiet. Um, but yeah, some people will have the, the patience to sit for days on end. And that's, that's not me. <laughs> He's Chuck Azzy. I'm Kev Jackson. We're talking fishing and stuff, and we'll continue the conversation next. Hi, this is Chuck Hassey on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, doing my part to keep Kev Jackson employed for another year. Hi, this is Dick Beardsley, Bemidji Area Fishing Guide. I'd like to invite you to come to our beautiful town of Bemidji. We've got over 400 lakes in our area teeming with walleye, pike, muskie, bass, and panfish. We're the gateway to the Chippewa National Forest. We've got miles upon miles of biking and hiking trails. Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox. Fine shops and eateries in downtown Bemidji. Headwaters of the mighty Mississippi at Itasca State Park. Beautiful resorts, hotels, and bed and breakfasts. Visit Bemidji one step further. I'm Bruce Jean, and this is Paul Bunyan Country. Leisure Outdoor Adventures superstar Chuck Hazzy, my guest today. Looking back to the fall bite, looking back to the summer bite, uh, anything you tried this year, whether it be a new technique or a new gear that uh, really stood out for you? Not, I mean, nothing too crazy. I mean, there's always ad advancements in, in the equipment we use and with the electronics, and I know everyone kind of does the eye roll and yawn with the electronics, but that is still the, the most important, you know, part of at least locating fish i would say especially in these clear waters um you know a few two uh, a few new rods have come out on the market my my buddy and i guess this is a plug for my buddy joe Bricko, but he he uh he owns jt outdoor products and he came up with a couple new kind of just fall pitching rods that are a little bit longer and have a little faster action so i got to use a couple of those this fall um, baits, we're always experimenting with different, different ways to catch them, you know, whether it's a, a night crawler or a leech or a minnow and, and kind of how you specifically target, 
you know, each fish. And so we're always messing around with that a little bit. Um, but I'm just trying to think nothing real mind blowing or anything here in the last, you know, really even since last spring that, uh, I guess you would say would change the game. There's, there's been nothing like that that I can think of. Okay. Um, as, as we, uh, as you look back on this year, we, we talked primarily walleye, but what about, uh, the bass anglers? What about, uh, the, uh, the musky anglers? How was that unleashed this year? Yeah, it sounds, it sounds like the bass, the, the bass fishing on Leech Lake. I mean, it just, it gets better and better each year. I mean, I know if even, I can catch one here and there fishing, fishing for walleyes most of the time that it's, it's probably pretty good. Um, I've slowly kind of been trying to, to teach myself how to, how to catch a smallmouth bass because there's a lot of people who, who like to just change it up, you know, after a morning of walleye fishing and, and say you head out to the, to the rock piles in the afternoon and catch a few smallmouth bass, whether it be on a Ned rig or, you know, some kind of, you know, oh, I'd say a reaction bite combination. Um, slowly been picking up on that, but that's that's one of the most underutilized, you know, fish, I guess, on the entire lake that you don't see a lot of people specifically targeting other than when they have tournaments here. And then you see the weights at the tournaments, and it's it's pretty mind-blowing. Yeah. Um, as far as muskies, I'm, I'm seeing muskies all the time on my electronics while I'm fishing for walleyes. I know Toby had a, had a really good year musky fishing and, and so did Bob. Uh, the last tournament, they had a smaller tournament here at the beginning of the month and it was a little slow, but the water temps were still a little warm for this time of year. So they figured we were kind of right on the fringe from from things really taking off and and now is when you get the the hardcore the the hardcores that that really like to fall fish for muskies whether it's with big suckers or you know bigger type baits chasing the the fish when they're at their biggest point basically throughout the year so um i know that you as a as a longtime angler have probably fished for everything uh, once or twice how many times have you gone after musky and how many muskies have you caught you know, I I used to fish for them quite a bit. I never really got the bug, the the life changing moment, I guess, if you will, where you know things just clicked and and I really loved musky fishing. I I never really got to that point, so I I kind of just focused on on walleyes for the most part and uh let the guys who really love it and who are way better than i am you know those those are the guys you want to fish muskies with but yeah maybe once or twice throughout the course of a year i'll hop in with toby or jeff or tim or whoever and you know we'll throw for some for a little bit but not too often anymore well, I was going to say, you know, as as you described uh, what you do when you're sitting in the deer stand waiting for a deer to come by, I gotta I gotta figure musky is not your kind of fishing. <laughs> yeah, I I just I don't know. It's um, I've caught muskies, I've seen muskies. I I just it's never really clicked for me, and I apologize to the true musky hardcores. It's just something that's never taken over for me, and and so I leave it to the professionals. 
And, you you know, you have a few in your guide crew, that's for sure. Like you say, Jeff Anderson, Toby, uh, big musky yep. guys. Yep. Yeah. Those are those are the guys, if, if you want to book a guide trip on Leech, those are the guys you want to go with. I mean, we've, we've got a couple guys that kind of primarily focus on walleyes, and then you've got those guys that'll do a little bit of both, but usually once musky season, you know, hits at that time period, that's what those guys are mainly focusing on. And, and those are the guys who have not put their boats away yet either. Correct. <laughs> I've seen guys trolling in the middle of Walker Bay, you know, three weeks from now with their one-man portable fish house flipped over in the front of the boat because they've got a heater going in it <laughs> and, you know, a, a trolling rod out the side. Those, those guys go all the way till the lake freezes over. Yeah, I am, I am, that is not me. That is not me. No, me either. I am a wussy angler. I'll, I'll admit it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anything else going on over in your neck of the woods we need to know about? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, we're just, we're going to do a little hunting here and then start gearing up for, uh, like we talked about, ice fishing season and, We've got uh, 20 sleeper houses that we, we operate here out on Leech Lake, and those are starting to fill up already as part of the early season. So we've been taking a few bookings on those. And, uh, you know, then there's always a few repairs and things we need to do before we get them out to the lake. So that'll be the next step in the process here in probably, I'd say, three, four weeks from now. Okay. And... Uh, I'm sure that you're willing, like you said, you're already taking uh, reservations there. I'm sure you're already willing to take reservations for soft water season 2024, right? Sure. Yeah, I, I've already taken a few for, for next spring. Um, you know, I, I have a few people that just kind of come at the, the same time every year. Um, but, yeah, I'm always taking, whether it's a year or even two years in advance, I'm, I'm always taking reservations for those. So you mentioned that you didn't think it was a numbers thing that made things a, a little bit tough this year. As you looked at the t- sizes of fish you were catching, uh, how you feeling about future year classes? Yeah, the overall size. The overall size. Um, I mean, we've caught fish from ten inches to thirty inches throughout the course of the year, and it seems like there is a healthy population of different size fish almost everywhere you go on the lake. Now, is there a giant population of fish, you know, on section A of the lake versus section C? That's, that's kind of what you have to, to uh, begin to eliminate dead water. But once you do find them, the year classes seem to be very healthy. Okay, that is, that is of course, good news. Uh, that's what we're hoping for. We can afford to have a tough year or two if, if it's just, you know, one of those things. Right, and, and like I said, it, it may be an anomaly with the bait. I, I do think the crayfish molted multiple times this year. Um, I cleaned a lot of walleyes with a lot of crayfish in their stomachs all the way up until this fall even, and typically the walleyes in, in general um, will kind of binge feed on those crayfish when they first molt in June. And it just kind of seemed like that molting process never really ended. So I think that was, that was a, a tough factor. Or, you know, one thing's going against the everyday angler was that there's just endless amounts of food 
And until they digest whatever it is they have in their stomachs, you know, you might get that 15 minute bite window and that might be it for the next couple hours. So just, you know, for the average angler overall, I think it was a combination of, of those things that just made fishing maybe just a little more difficult this year. Are you ready for the fast five? Sure. Here we go. Chuck Hazzy, fast five. Fast five, five, five. Question number one. Uh, they're grilling in the backyard. You have to pick one. Are you going to have a burger? Are you going to have a brat? Burger. What are you going to put on that burger? Um, lots of cheese. Maybe a couple pieces of bacon. Ooh. Piece of lettuce and ketchup and mustard. <laughs> piece of lettuce. <laughs> yeah. <that's laughs> well, you, you got to stay healthy. The health component, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of cheese? Uh, pepper Jack. Ooh, that's pretty good. Any, are you, are you, uh, you know, medium rare, rare? How do you, how do you make it? Oh, medium rare. I, w- I wouldn't quite say rare, but somewhere between rare and medium rare. All right. That sounds excellent. Question number two, when you need to rock out and crank that stereo up, are we rocking out to KISS or are we rocking out to ACDC? ACDC. Hands down, baby. Not even close in my book. <laughs> yeah, who even likes Kiss? Uh, I know a few. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, I, they're, they're they're sorrowful folks, but uh, you know, we try to we try to educate them. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Question number three: Who was the best grumpy old man? Oh boy, that's a toss-up, but it's got to be Walter Matthau, doesn't it? You know, I, I love Walter Matthau, but I kind of go between him and the and the, the really old guy, Burgess Meredith. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> that one might that might be that might be the clear cut obvious decision right there. Yeah, I, it's hard not to love Burgess in that role. Yep. Anyone that can eat bacon for three meals a day <laughs> and live till he's ninety five, yes. that's pretty good. Question number four: Coke or Pepsi? Uh, Coke. Doesn't sound like you're real enamored either way. I'm not a giant Coke or Pepsi fan. Um, tried to cut back on that a little bit, but if I do drink anything, it's usually Mountain Dew. But if I had to pick between those two, I'd pick Coke. All right. I know you go out on the ice, and I know you go out on soft water, but if you have to pick one, are you going for those 34 below days or those 91 degree days? Uh, 91 degrees. God bless yeah. you. I, you know, I, 34 below is cold. Yeah. And things break. You know, it's just never a good combination. The, the heat, I feel like I adjust to the heat maybe a little better than I do the cold. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd have to say the heat. Yeah, I know a lot of people up here, they just, they prefer the cold to heat, but I'm, I'm not a... All right, Jack, once again, if people want to rent a uh, house from you or uh, even start working on summer 2024, how do they get that done? Yep, just give me a call on my cell. It's uh, 218-289-1383. And phone call, voice message, text, that's my cell phone. So if you get a hold of me, I will get back in touch with you whenever I can. And when you do, he might be in the woods because it's hunting season. That's true. All right, Chuck Hazzy, great to have you on the show as always. Thanks for taking the time today. Thanks, Cap. Bye-bye.